Hey, Aaron, how's it going? Oh, you know, I'm fucking fantastic. How are you? Oh, I've never been better. (laughs) I can hear the lies in your voice. God damn! Oh, it's so bad. Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) 2020 is just not going how anybody fucking thought it would. (laughs) Not for me. Not for me. No. Like, for it to get better, please. And thank you. Yeah. It will. Don't worry about it. I don't remember where or why or how I saw this. I probably fucking horoscoped some shit or, like, read a tarot card meeting or something. (laughs) But something in my life recently was, like, guess what? You've planted a lot of fucking seeds, and it's taking you a long time to get here, but everything's about to fucking grow in your life. And I was like, please let this be true. (laughs) I just want shit to grow. Oh, man. (laughs) It will. Don't worry about it. You planted so many seeds. This fucking so podcast is a seed. That's it's a fucking seed. Growing. Growing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be exciting. Mm-hmm. I hope that thing that I can't remember what it was from is for this. I, I hope it's for, like, life in general, but. That true. That true. <laughs> mm-hmm. But also, I'll Too take fucking it. fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So we should explain again that we're back in a COVID-19 recording scenario. Mm-hmm. Quarantine courting. Yeah. Quarantine courting. Quarantine like courting. <laughs> yeah. So neither of us have the COVID, hopefully, but it's really just in like fucking convenience at this point because it is, again, last second recording. Yep. So if you hear a tiny child in a well, that sounds like Aaron. It is. <laughs> if you hear my mic surge that Aaron can't edit out, deepest apologies. <laughs> Sorry about it. Okay, Aaron, so uh, hit me with your goddamn. Well, my goddamn is that fucking Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we were supposed mm-hmm. to be in Vegas. Oh, fuck. We were supposed to be in Vegas. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, man? And then the world fucking turned upside down down. yeah yeah lit itself on fire and apparently is only becoming on more fire so nothing is fucking (laughs) nothing is better nothing is good right now and i just want to be in vegas (laughs) i certainly hope nobody came here for any kind of good news (laughs) yeah right well this is depressing (laughs) yeah right oh fucking tell me about it i really need so we were gonna plan uh, well, we did plan flights, hotel, everything. We were going to fucking mm-hmm. Vegas for our mommy getaway weekend. Mm-hmm. The husbands were going to own the babies. And Hashtag we were going to forget that we ever had children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Girls trip. Mm-hmm. And um, I was ready to party. I was And then too. the world ended it. Yeah. I was like, oh, the flight's at fucking 8 or 8.30. We're going to get airport drunk. <laughs> uh-huh. Because we're going to show morning. up at 6. Yeah. We're going to get Give airport drunk. Mimosa. We're going to get on the fucking plane. And I don't know 100% if I've ever ridden a plane with you. You have once to Vegas. And it was a 45-minute flight. And uh, I was sitting next to Lee and you were sitting next to Brandon. You know how I know? Because you don't remember my face in your face? Yeah, because I was like, I want to sit next to her. (laughs) (laughs) That'll make this flight way more fun. (laughs) But we were like talking through the crack of the seats. Oh, I actually do remember getting an airport drink with you. Not airport drunk, though. But if the boys weren't around, we would have gotten airport drunk. Yeah, which is going to happen because this Vegas trip is still happening. Mm -hmm. It's just been postponed. Yeah, just about a year. 
oh motherfucker. Yeah, which fucking my sucks. soul has been crushed. I know, but someday, someday our fucking young hearts will fly back to Vegas and party That's time. That's right. I've never heard anything more beautiful in mm-hmm. my life. Was that a poem? Mm-hmm. Our old bodies mm-hmm. will be there too. But <laughs> yeah, our old bodies are going to be decrepit as fuck. I can't even stay up past eight. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be like, let's get pretty. And then we'll both be awake Ugh. at fucking 645 and be like, do you want to get pretty now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the early crowd? Like, you tried to get pretty, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we lost the pretty. There's going to be a lot of decolletage with fucking Ooh. freckles and wrinkles. And people are going to be like, that yeah. is not a 20-year-old chest anymore. And we're going to be like, listen, Ugh. it's mommy's night out. <laughs> Never had a 20-year-old chest. Don't worry about it. <laughs> God damn it. So that's oh, my goddamn is that someday, fuck. hashtag maybe, we will get back to fucking Vegas. I cannot wait. That's a good goddamn because I share that goddamn. Mm-hmm. What's yours? Stace. Oh, well, I've got a million. Mm-hmm. I'll hit you with two. I'll All hit right. you with the most fucked up one. And then I'll hit you with like the most recent fun one, you know, so maybe they'll even out. All right. Yeah. The most fucked up one. Obviously, my pops is sick. He's still sick. He's still in the hospital. I've been avoiding using it as a goddamn just because. I don't want to bring the fucking vibe down too hard. Mm-hmm. But shit, man, it is so rough right now that it is my goddamn. There's nothing else going on in my life except for my pops being in the hospital. But yeah. hopefully things will look up. Okay, so my happier goddamn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Today, my little son, my tiniest one, who's almost a year old, he learned to blow kisses. Aww. And he even makes the sound oh my god it's the cutest thing in the whole entire world what a little <laughs> cutie patootie i guess my other goddamn should be that he took like you know his most amount of steps towards me the other day so it's <laughs> true he basically learned to walk right into your arms mm-hmm. he was like she looks like fun i'm gonna go over there <laughs> and then he was like wait you're not my mom <laughs> turn around ah. bail <laughs> Biff it. Yeah. Which I'll point yeah. out, he fucking walked to me. He just bailed to you. So listen. Well, because he's like, mommy loves me and she will save me and will not let my precious body touch this ground. And then he flings himself at me and then I save him every time. Mm-hmm. But he's willing to work. my son's not a liar. To get to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So anyway, uh, my goddamn, my second one is that my fucking sons are cute as shit. Specifically, my tiniest one right now. Blowing fucking kisses. He is such a little handsome pants. Oh, he's and then gonna... he giggles hysterically like, ah, you got that one, didn't you? That was fucking great. <laughs> I think I hit one you with that one. Go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, it makes my heart so happy. He's so fucking cute. Mm, <laughs> so, Aaron. So, Stace. What episode is this? I think it's 90. What? That's what I think. What do you I think? I think so. I think you're right. Girl. Man, are we going to do something special for 100? Yeah, well, you know, for 100, then maybe we could do, like, maybe we'll record together and Twitch. <gasps> we don't know. Fucking. <gasps> we could, that should have been your goddamn. We could get fucking. Oh, what, that we couldn't do Twitch? <laughs> no, that should have been your goddamn that we bought a computer to do Twitch. Oh, we did when buy is a that coming? I don't even fucking know. We drunkenly bought a computer. <laughs> literally we drunkenly bought a computer i think it gets here this weekend (laughs) so we can twitch soon guys yeah 
Yeah, that's my second goddamn. Is that right? We have a fucking Twitch computer coming. And for our mm-hmm. 100th anniversary fucking episode, we're going to Twitch with champagne. Ooh, girl, I'm going to get buzzed up. Mm-hmm. Only the good stuff, though. <laughs> Andre. Yes. <laughs> Andre. Where the hell is my chiffon? <laughs> All right. Are you oh, ready God. to hear my story? Yes, give it to me, girl. Okay, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Craig Sorger. Okay, so this takes place on February 15th, 2003 in Grant County, Washington. Okay. I have a fucking oh, helicopter. <laughs> what did you call them that one time? Ghetto hawks or something? Ghetto birds. <laughs> ghetto birds. The ghetto birds are out. Yeah. God damn it. Sorry, everybody. That's just... What you get living in the fucking hood. Yep. Property's right. cheap. Not, yep. Not that cheap, though, because it's still fucking San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Lisa Sorger was at home with her two sons, one of whom was Craig, who was 13 years old and in special education classes for a learning disability. Oh, okay. So they're hanging out at home. Someone knocks on the door. And she answers it, and there were two boys in hoodies who asked if Craig could come out and play. Okay. The boys were Evan Savoy and Jake Eakin, who were both also 13 years old. And Lisa said that people didn't really come by often asking to play with Craig. And so she's like, that's, like, it's not weird, but also he's going to be fucking she pumped She remembered it. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she remembered it, exactly. And Craig heard them asking for her to let him come out and play. And so he was like, mm-hmm. Mom, please, can I go? Can I go? Blah, blah, Oh, my God, sweet little boy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so she oh. was like, yeah, whatevs. Go ahead. No big deal, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So she lets him go, and he gave her a hug and a kiss, and he said, thanks, Mom, and took off fucking into the day with these boys. I'm a little afraid of where this is going. As Because my heart should be. Oh, my God, my heart, too, this whole goddamn time. Ugh. Okay. So that evening, after the sun went down, Craig still wasn't home. And Mm -hmm. Lisa was starting to get super worried because Craig was scared of the dark and he always came home before dusk. Oh, no. So she called the other boy's parents and she found out that they had gotten home hours before. And she's like, what the fuck, right? Oh, God. So she calls the cops and they start a search. Mm-hmm. They quickly discover Craig's body on a trail nearby. No, those fuckers. Yeah. Well, listen. Okay. I'll listen. Okay. But also... But I might still call them fuckers. Yeah. A fucking <laughs> super shitty situation because he's dead. Okay. So Lisa said that they allowed her to see his body and that he still felt warm when she touched <gasps> him. Oh, I don't want to know that. But the police said that it was because he was in leaves and that he had, like, that's why he retained some body heat, but that he was, had been dead for a minute, right? Like, quite some time is what I mean by a minute. I'm sorry, that's weird. Yeah. (laughs) I knew what you meant by the slang. (laughs) I know, but I say that sometimes. I'm like, damn, it's been a minute since I've been here. And people are like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have to come back? (laughs) Did you forget something? (laughs) Oh, God. All right. So she's obviously like, all right, well, fucking police, go look at Jake and Evan. Call them. Ask them what the fuck happened because he was out with them. 
Yeah. They know something. Yeah. So the police go and they question Jake and Evan and they said that they had been playing with Craig, obviously, but Uh that the last they saw was him walking home at around 4.30 before it got dark. Okay. So I guess the next morning after the boys had been questioned and let go, Evan's mom was doing laundry and she noticed that the shoes that Evan had been wearing the day before were wet. Okay. And she called him in and was like, yo... This is fucking sus. What really happened? Yeah. What's going on with these wet shoes, son? Yeah. And so he said, I got to talk to you in the bedroom. Oh? So she and her husband go into the bedroom with Evan, who then tells them that when they were all playing, Craig had climbed up into a tree and he fell out. And when Mm -hmm. he fell, he hit the back of his head and there was a lot of blood. Oh, God. And so Evan tried to check him for a pulse, but he didn't find one. Like, to check oh my god, a thirteen-year-old's like, hang on, let me just do an evaluation here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's thirteen. He knows that people are supposed to breathe and have blood. A so. pulse. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was checking for like him breathing too. He's like, remember your ABCs: airway, breathing, circulation. Okay, <laughs> everybody, stay calm. You call nine one one. Remember your ABCs: a bone coming out through his leg. <laughs> okay, so yeah, he's fucking practicing his ABCs, and he was like, "Uh oh, he doesn't have, he doesn't Any have those a pulse. letters. Yeah, he's not breathing. Yeah. This is bad news yeah. bears." However, when he was Mm. checking him for all those things, he got blood on his shoes and on his hoodie. Okay. So he washed his shoes off in the pond, and he buried his hoodie under the water in the pond. Okay. Well, you're looking pretty suspicious here. Yeah, but he was afraid. Yeah. Like, he didn't fully grasp the situation that had just happened and he if panicked because he's 13. can remember his ABCs <laughs> and check a pulse, he knows not to wash his shoes off in the pond and bury his sweater in a hole. This is going to be an unpopular opinion. Am I being a dick? <laughs> <laughs> I always like to string you along like you are being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's just our relationship. <laughs> I know. But also, I guess I should mention... I think I do later, but Jake and Evan were also in special education classes with Craig. Okay. But if they killed him, they're still fuckers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying okay. this might give you a little bit of leeway for them to panic. Like they didn't okay, have gotcha. all of their fucking mental capacities. Okay. Okay. Well, and now everyone's going to think I'm a dick, but whatever. <laughs> Fine. I'm not in a mental state to care at this moment. <laughs> Okay, so he buries his hoodie, which, mm-hmm. you're right, is fucking suspicious as hell. But yeah, we'll call it a panic okay. move. And, okay. you know, we don't know. Okay. So his mom was obviously like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. And she calls the cops, and she tells them, and she gave them Evan's shoes, and she's like, yo, talk to him again. He's, you know, like, got... He knows something. Yeah, this other thing happened, but he was panicked. He was afraid. He's a child. He's... He has a mental disability, like, hmm, yeah, maybe give him some fucking leeway, right? Yeah. But also question him again because he knows some shit. Yeah, something else happened. And like they're doing the right thing now. So. Yeah. Okay. So the police questioned Jake again too, obviously. 
Yeah. And he told a pretty similar story, but he said that Craig and Evan were both actually in the tree on the same branch and that the branch broke and that's how Craig got hurt. So it's pretty similar, but it sounds like Evan was kind of keeping himself out of the situation, right? Mm-hmm. So police do an autopsy on Craig, and they find that he most certainly did have damage to the back of his head. Mm-hmm. But it appeared that he had been beaten. He had been hit at least 16 times in the back of the head and neck. And Jesus. And he had been stabbed 34 times in the same area. Ah! And Stabbed? Yeah. That doesn't happen from falling out of a tree. Not usually. Unless you <laughs> fall out onto a knife a bunch of times. <laughs> he fell onto my knife. <laughs> yeah. He fell onto my knife ten times. <laughs> he had it coming. <laughs> so he also had eight other stab wounds on his torso. Oh, my God. So Okay. Well, you got some splaining to do. What's going on here? Yeah. Basically, like you said, not a fucking falling from a tree accident. No. Right? No. Some no, other shit no. happened. Not buying your shit. Oh, my God. This poor, sweet little soul. I know. So Jake and Evan are arrested, and they're charged with first-degree murder. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what the fuck, man? No way, Jose. He fell from that tree. Someone else must have come along after us and stabbed him and shit, but, like, we didn't do that, right? Oh, that is an interesting take. Yeah. (laughs) And their parents were like, yeah, that's probably what happened. Sounds right. Yeah. Why would they? Our sweet boys lie, right? Yeah, yeah. So the police found the hoodie that was buried in the pond, and they did DNA tests on it, but it was inconclusive. But there was some of Craig's blood found on Evan's T-shirt, But that wouldn't be that weird because in his account of what happened, he checked Craig for a pulse and had gotten blood on his shoes. So it's not that weird that he might have also gotten blood on his shirt. Like, okay, okay. Still, his story could line up. a lot of blood. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, it's a lot of stab wounds in the head, which bleeds a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, but if we're sticking with his story where they were stabbed, like, before or after he fell. Yeah, yeah. But they said that he fell and hit his head. And I know head wounds bleed a lot. If there's one thing I know about head wounds (laughs) is that they bleed a lot. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. So they also found a pocket knife in the pond that had Craig's blood on it. Okay. So a little bit about Jake and Evan. I guess they were like family friends, like those friends that you're friends with, but also kind of in an arranged friendship kind of way. Like. (laughs) Yeah, like you don't really want to hang out with him outside of mom and dad having a barbecue together. Mm-hmm. But it's like, eh, he's someone that's always around. Let's fucking hang out yeah. with this guy, right? Okay. And Evan was kind of the leader of their little duo. Mm-hmm. But they didn't really get into trouble in school or anything, and everyone said that they were polite and friendly. So so this would be like really shocking if they murdered. Absolutely. Yeah. Craig. Mm-hmm. And so psychologists talked to the boys to fucking try and find out like, crack the case yeah are you guys lying what's going on here like do you have yeah. some kind of psychopathy or whatever going on and they yeah. determined that they are not psychopaths and they didn't have any major behavioral or emotional problems oh interesting okay and so the state decides to charge them as adults oh shit they're 13 they're 13 damn that's a big stance it's a it's a huge stance. They're in special ed classes. That tells me yeah. that they have some kind of like diminished learning capacity. That's so yeah. scary. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So shortly after that, Jake pled guilty to second-degree murder by complicity. Okay. Basically, he agreed to testify against Evan and say, like, I didn't fucking really do the killing, but I was there, and it was, like, Evan's idea, right? Okay. He got 14 years in prison. Damn. To be transferred to an adult prison when he turned 18. Mm Mm-hmm. So now, here's what he says had happened. See what had happened was. What had happened was, he said that he and Evan were playing in the park, and Evan had a pocket knife, and according to Jake, Evan was playing with his knife and said that he wanted to go on a killing spree. Oh, Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. And so he had this plan to, he picked Craig, and he had this plan to kill Craig, and then after that, they were going to kill someone else. I did not write down who it was. Obviously, Mm -hmm. it did not happen. No one else got killed after this, but. My gosh. So after they got Craig to the park, Evan told Craig to check if the ground was wet, and he told him Mm -hmm. to feel the ground and count to 10. Ew. Yeah. And why? Is that blood? No, I think it was just a way to, like, distract him. Oh, okay. Because while Craig was on his hands and knees feeling the ground. Oh, 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 oh. I'm with you. Yeah, he got to nine, and then Evan dropped a basketball-sized rock on the back of his head, like, neck area. Oh, my God. Yeah. Craig was knocked down, and Evan got on top of him and started hitting him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jake said he couldn't see anything in Evan's hand, but he saw blood coming from Craig's neck head area. Ah! And Craig was able to get up twice and attempted to run away. Oh, my God. This is the worst story ever. Okay. It gets so much worse right now. Ugh. He was screaming, why are you doing this to me? Oh, my God. He just wanted a friend. What a fucking asshat. Yeah. I'm so mad right now. Yeah. He just wanted a friend. Literally. He just wanted to go out and play. He was a fucking afraid (gasps) of the dark. He wanted to go home by four. Like, oh, this sweet Poor little sweetheart of a kid. Which, unfortunately, I don't know much about him other than he's a kid. He's 13. Yeah, that's jacked up. Yeah. Oh, man. Fucking Evan and Jake. I know. So then Evan told Jake, who had apparently just been standing there the whole time, to Mm -hmm. do something. And Jake didn't want to. So Evan started Mm -hmm. talking shit and goading him. Basically, he was like, oh, what are you, gay? Like. Oh, God. Dude, yeah, just trying to fucking him. like, prove it. Prove mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, exactly. So Jake eventually grabbed a stick and started beating Craig with it until it broke. Ah! And then he got another stick and hit him with that one as well. Aww. And then after Craig was dead, Evan went over to Jake and with blood all over his hands, he shook Jake's hand and told him to shut up about what had just happened. Oh my god. Like a literal blood pact. Yeah. Yeah. That's with fucked neither up. of their blood. Which yeah. is not how that's supposed to work. No. Well, I mean, logistically, no, but you know. <laughs> Symbolically. So then in 2006, Evan was found guilty of first degree murder and he was sentenced to 26 years in prison, which was wow. the maximum sentence, apparently. So, Jeez, that's crazy. Not even that fucking long. 26 years? Not 26 to life, just fucking 26 years. That blows my mind, and I'm not quite sure how I feel about it, because they're 13, so they're little, so can they fully comprehend and understand, like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. 
I, and like how serious that is. I feel like you would know at 13, but then I don't know what their mental capacity was, like what was going on. Exactly. Like what? Like the state deemed them fit to be capable of yeah yeah to be tried as adults but they said that their iq or at least jake's i think was around 90 which i Mm -hmm. don't know any fucking thing about iq so if you do there's (laughs) that but i don't i know nothing about it which is funny because you know the meaning of iq (laughs) yeah i know right i don't fucking get it he's a genius yeah iq of a million i mean i don't know i always see the numbers and stuff and i'm like yeah that seems good and they're like that's (laughs) mentally like a vegetable and i'm like oh (laughs) well (laughs) good try (laughs) oh my god yeah so i don't know i don't know how i feel about it either because could these kids be rehabilitated because they're only 13 yeah like I did some shit at 13 that I most certainly wouldn't do now that's true well and even as a kid like you fucking stuck those birdie heads on a steak (laughs) (laughs) listen and you've been rehabilitated I have been rehabilitated it was different I was a scientist I was trying to create fucking something else I don't know man it's alive (laughs) oh god I was I was sciencing. It was different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't kill anything in case. Yeah. I don't even know if that left in on one of the other episodes or whatever. But in case anyone is like, wow, Erin murders birds. I do not. I do not. <laughs> it was already dead. <laughs> she just stood there while somebody else murdered it. No, I did not. It was dead dead. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I don't want to look like a fucking psychopath here. <laughs> oh my god it was wholly Uh. and completely dead and i was just like i mean let's dissect it (laughs) dude that's fucked up though yeah i don't know how i feel about that well i mean i feel awful that this poor lady lost her precious beloved son and this poor craig fucking had to go through that horrible thing but i have a small amount of sympathy in my heart for these two other 13 year old boys just because they're they're 13 and maybe that's because I have a kid now and I'm like I mean he's he's thrown something after I've told him not to throw before and he was just acting out or whatever like which he was just acting out I'm not saying that this is like an act out and that that's okay or in any way excusable or anything like that but like you're saying I feel like yes they should be punished but also could they be rehabilitated like is 26 years just that's crazy that's like that kid's entire life, you know, like they're only 13. But then also it's you literally like double a- his life. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't either. I don't yeah, know how I feel about it. Rehabilitation would be like a better route or something. I would 13. think so. I would hope so. But also then what if he gets out and fucking kills something else or starts killing birds and putting their heads and on And we're sticks? all going to be like, why did they let him out? He killed his best friend, or not even best friend. He killed a friend, a classmate, when he was 13. Exactly. And we're going to be like, well, Ugh. obviously they had fucking tendencies to become psychopaths. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, man. Well, that's fucked up. Yeah. So I'm Poor sorry Craig. for bringing the mood down. Yeah. Yeah, right? It's all right. <laughs> My mood is easily brought down these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, Stacy, give me your story. Okay, let me bring y'all mood down, girl. Yeah. Bring it all the way down. Okay. Down to the ground. Okay. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. So I'm going to tell you this week about Jessica Boynton. All right. 
Okay, so this was actually suggested by one of our listeners, Brandy. What? They sent an email to us being like, check this shit out. Nice. And then I did. And I would like to formally thank you because, like I said, my goddamn, my life has been a total shit show lately. So I did not have any time to try to pick and find a case. And so I literally opened this email and I was like, oh, I'm doing this one. And then I... <laughs> I texted Aaron and I was like, don't fucking read that email. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a sign from above. So thank you, Brandy. You are my angel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this takes place in Spalding County, Georgia in 2012. Mm-hmm. That's pretty recent. This is where the story starts. Ooh, Okay. Okay, one more thing. I should also state before I get into this that I literally took all of this information from a single article. I usually try to research harder than that. But again, please forgive my soul. (laughs) It was a New Yorker magazine article. And obviously I'm going to link to it and all that shit. But the shit was super in detail and in-depth and had a lot of information. So if this little preview interests you, go fucking check it out. Perfect. Highly recommend it. Okay. Nice. Oh, Lord. Okay, so Spalding County, Georgia in 2012, 15-year-old Jessica Lester and Matthew Boyton met in high school when Jessica was a sophomore and Matt was a junior. Okay. Uh, Matt was the super popular kid who had, like, this baby-like face but lots of muscles. And he was friends with all the football players and he looked like he had lots of money because he wore, like, designer clothes and, like, all the ladies were like, oh, I really like him. Oh, he's fancy. <laughs> oh, he real fancy. And he just so happened to also be the grandson to the sheriff of Spalding County. Ooh, all right. Sheriff. Sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jessica was more the type of person who wore, like, hand-me-downs, and she had hobbies like photography. She had long blonde hair and green eyes. Um, oh, my I God. she was... What? Is this going to 10 things I hate about you right now? <laughs> She's like the artsy type, the mousy yes, girl. And, exactly. And he's like the fucking, well, I guess 10 things I hate about you. He wasn't really popular, but he was like the the muscled Badass. up, like, yeah, no big deal. Uh, I'm cool. The cool guy. Oh, my God. I want to watch that movie so hard you right can. now. It's on Disney+. Plus. <sighs> well, I own it, too, because I love that movie. <laughs> But I don't have time. So. (laughs) True. Someday soon, hopefully, I will be drinking wine watching that movie. Okay, so Jessica, as it turns out, had a little bit of a rough childhood. She was abandoned by her parents when she was only three years old. And she went to go live on a farm with her grandmother, who was her mom's (laughs) adopted mother. Oh, okay. So, technically not blood related, but was her grandmother nonetheless. Yeah. In 2013, after a year of dating, Jessica found out that she was pregnant and Ooh. her grandmother was like actually really cool about it all and was like, hey, keep the baby. I'll help you raise the baby. Like, don't go live with that guy. Don't go live with Matt. Like, we'll help you take care of life here and you can finish out school and everything. Wow. Okay. But I know. Super awesome. Yeah. That's really fucking supportive. <laughs> right? Super supportive. But Jessica was like, you know what, Um, me and Matt, we're going to make this family. You know, we're a unit now. Let's move in together and raise this baby together. So that's what they did. Okay. They got a home, which was right across the street from Matt's grandpa's house, who, as I mentioned, was the sheriff. Mm -hmm. And his name was Wendell Beam. (gasps) I love him. 
<laughs> Wendell. Wendell. Every Wendell I've ever met, I've loved. <laughs> okay, well, that'll change your opinion. This story will change your opinion. Oh, well, <laughs> god damn it. All right, so, I mean, listen, stick around. All right, so... As it turns out, Jessica was an amazing mother, and as you can guess, Matt started to be a dick, and he was really controlling of her and basically a shit father. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was a child, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, very true. Yeah. I think, uh, I didn't write down how old he was, but he was only a couple years difference. Well, he, you said that she was a sophomore, he was a junior, and then this was just a year later, so he's a senior. Call him 18, 19, Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so what Matt did was he started isolating Jessica from the rest of her friends and family. Ooh, that's a red flag. Big red flag. And when he did allow her to to visit her friends and family for special occasions, he always ended the visit really early. Mm. Um, For example. For ejemplo. (laughs) (laughs) uh, The baby's first Christmas. Matt allowed Jessica to, like, finally go to her grandparents' house, who she considers her parents, right? They raised her uh, for the first time in months. And before she even got to open the gifts, Matt was, like, insisting that they left the house, that they had to go. So she didn't even really get to, like, that's, like, the most fun. It's one of the big milestones you look forward to when you have a kid. You're like, their first Christmas. I want to share this with everybody. Yeah. And, like, oh, look, he's touching the wrapping paper. Oh, he's opening it. It's totally me. But... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but I'm pulling his arm. Yeah. And he loves it, even though he has no idea what this is. Yeah. Oh, a washcloth. Yay. <laughs> You're going to love these. <laughs> okay, so she also uh, completed her high school degree online, and her family was so excited for her, and they threw her this big graduation party. And, like, her grandparents, I think it was. I'm not really sure. It might have been her aunt. Somebody, like, put up a whole movie outside on the side of their barn. Like, it sounded like the perfect little, like, farm party that I want to be a part of. But before she could even like enjoy the movie or anything, Matt was like, we're leaving and forced her to leave the party. It's her her fucking party. Exactly. The family literally enjoyed her graduation party without her. Oh my God, that sucks. What an asshole. So awkward. This guy's a super dick, just for the record. He sounds like a dick. (laughs) He is. That's because he is. (laughs) So Matt had aspired to be a police officer, just like his grandpa, and he entered into the force as a patrol officer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those that worked with him described him as very intense and tough and that he was basically unwilling to, like, lighten up or bend a little bit. Oh, he sounds like a fucking treat to work with, too. Yeah, he sounds like a pain in the ass. Yeah. So overall, he was just, like, really serious, right? Like, took his job seriously. Don't fucking prank that dude. He cannot take a joke. <laughs> Great. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And so because of his personality, Jessica and Matt would argue and sometimes it would get heated. Uh, He even called the cops on Jessica a few times when she was yelling at him. Like one time he called and was like, she's yelling at me. And they came and they were like, don't yell at him. (laughs) I don't know know what I'm supposed to do here. And then another time she like poked him in the chest while they were arguing. And so then the cops came out and they were like, like, please don't poke him in the chest. (laughs) Yeah, like, and they were saying, like, she obviously looked angry, but she was, like, totally reserved and composed and everything. Like, nothing much ever came from the visits of the cops, you know, being called. Yeah. Basically, it was like Matt would call them, and then they would get there, and they'd be like, I don't, I mean, listen, you guys obviously aren't getting together, but 
I don't see anybody in danger. So. Yeah. Also, he's a cop. <laughs> yep. So he was like calling his friends. Yeah. Like, come tell her not to fucking yell at me. Would you tell Jessica to stop screaming at me? <laughs> She's being a real bitch. Oh, my God. Okay, so Jessica's family and friends, they obviously start to notice that some shit is going on, right? Like, she's not acting like herself. Mm -hmm. And they said that, like, it was like she lost her spunkiness and that she was kind of just, like, dull and clearly unhappy with her home life. So what ended up happening was Jessica strayed away from her relationship a little bit and she had an affair with another (gasps) man and ended up getting pregnant. What? Ooh. What? Get your popcorn out, girl. This one is crazy. I guess. I don't know how all these people are getting fucking pregnant on accident, but go on. <laughs> You're like, motherfucker, do you know what it took for me to get pregnant on purpose? <laughs> right? I was like, Shit. man, I can't believe I fucking took birth control for 20-something years of my life. <laughs> uh, I know. You didn't even have to. Yeah. Who knew it was that oh fucking hard? God. Jesus Christ, right? Like, and when you look up the science behind it, it's literally like fucking like there. The it's got to be a full moon that's waning, and yeah, also you have to have a raven's claw above your bed. In. Yeah, <laughs> sleep with a silver key tied to your belly button. Yeah, and only do it in this certain position. Sucking on pennies. <laughs> yeah, so silly. Okay, so anyway, she gets knocked up by this other guy. Yeah. The fucking Venus was in retrograde and yeah, dude, is it right now? Because that would explain so much of my life. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> she happened oh to have God. a Ravens Club above her bed. She got pregnant. <sighs> got it. Go on. Anyway. Okay. So she gets knocked up and Matt obviously finds out. And uh, he says that instead of like freaking out or something, he says like, I will raise the child as my own. And for some reason, which Jessica's family doesn't quite understand, the two end up getting married. Oh, Like they no. agree, let's get married and let's have a family together. You know what does not solve your fucking problems? Marriage or babies? Yes, both of those yeah. things. Yeah, they're hard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why everybody's doing it. <laughs> Because they saw us do it. Yeah. And we're like, do it. It's a trap. It's a trap. I just want to hold someone else's cute baby so I can give it back. Yeah. Oh, man. You know what, though? I say that, but they are totally worth it. They are fucking adorbs. Okay. So, okay. So, like I said, it was almost basically like an agreement or an arranged kind of thing. Like, yeah, we'll just do it. Um, Like, we're in deep enough. We might as well fucking call it a marriage. Yeah. And at the wedding, her family said that Jessica looked sad and, like, she was just, like, over it all and done with life. Like, she was just literally there. It wasn't, like, an exciting day in her life or anything. She oh was just like, God. okay, now what, you know? That fucking sucks. That's not how anyone pictures their wedding day. Get this shit. They only stayed, like, an hour after their own reception. Like, her family paid for all the shit and then Matt was like, okay, it's time to leave. But it's a party. It's their wedding. It's your wedding, but it's like, okay, not to like brag or anything, but my wedding was like the best party. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's why you do them because it's like so much fun. Yeah, it's all of my friends and my family and they're all looking at me and I'm in a pretty fucking dress. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my God. Okay. So after the wedding, Jessica remained isolated from everybody, and she didn't have any, like, money or a credit card or a car, so if she needed anything, she would have to ask Matt to pick it up for her or take her, like if she had an appointment or something. Yeah. Ew. What an asshole. 
I know. And if he was working, then he would ask his grandpa, Wendell, to bring whatever the fuck it is she needed Mm -hmm. over to the house. So, like I said, tons of red flags going off. But here's another one for your red flag bouquet. Uh, (laughs) When Matt would leave for work, he would take his truck keys so that Jessica couldn't even leave, even if she had to. Like... She, it's not just that she didn't have a car, but she wasn't allowed to drive Matt's car, truck, whatever. Nope. No. Yeah. Yes. That's real bad. Like, he is fucking trapping her. Yeah. Ugh. You know what would suck? Being stuck at home forever with two kids and not being able to drive at all. Like, I mean, before coronavirus when you still could. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. That would suck so bad. Well, I guess... It was almost like that, like, she just felt complacent with it. Like, she never complained to anybody about it. I'm sure she was, like, afraid of him and stuff. And it was just kind of her life, like, how she expected things to go. Like, not to say that she was okay with it, but none of her family members were, like, she would complain about it. They were just like, oh, my God, it just wasn't her. Yeah, he had, like, brainwashed her at this point to fucking be okay. Obey him. Yeah, to go with it. Ugh. So while all this fucking abuse is going on, Matt's stepmom, who was actually friends with Jessica's aunt, I guess they like worked at the same school district or something. Mm-hmm. They go out to lunch or they're hanging out or whatever. And his stepmom confides in the aunt that Matt is actually a terrible kid. And that when they all lived together, like when he was living at home with his dad and everyone, that Matt had actually hit her, the stepmom. Oh. Matt had oh. hit the stepmom. And she was like, he's awful for Jessica. She needs to get away from him because he's going to hurt her. So you need to keep an eye on her. Oh, God. So there's another red flag for your bouquet. But they can't because he's fucking keeping her from everyone. Exactly. And that is the problem with domestic abuse. Ugh. Then in 2016... After six months of marriage, Jessica found out that you got your popcorn. Yep, this Matt motherfucker's was cheating. cheating on her. Yeah, you called it. Boom. So Matt was cheating on her, and Jessica was like, "This is it. I'm not sticking around for this bullshit." Right? Yeah, I got a fucking reason to get out. I'm out. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. Thanks for my ticket. I'm out of here. Yeah. So Jessica's plan was to take the kids and go live at her sister's house. Uh, She had all of the bags packed and ready to go, and she was going to move into her sister's house on Friday, April 11th. Okay. uh, In 2016. Good day. Got great day, Friday. I'm not sure if it was, like, a well-known thing. Like, I don't know if she was doing it behind Matt's back, like, had everything packed and was like, okay, once he goes to work, we're going to skadoodle. Or if it was, like, an open agreement, like, yeah, fuck this shit. You move out on Friday. Don't know. Not clear. Yeah. Um, So Jessica had actually, well, you know what? Okay, here's the thing. I'll tell you why I think that they knew about it. It's because uh, Jessica actually got herself a job. Ooh. And um, a lawyer. And she was working on the divorce papers and getting ready to, like, escape to her new life, right? Like, she would have to pay Mm -hmm. money for shit. And so because she got the new job, she was weaning the baby off of the breast. And so they had to go to the store to get formula. So this is why I'm assuming that perhaps Matt was aware she was leaving because he took her to the store to get formula. 
Yeah, but she also could have been like, I don't know. It's just not coming in that well. Oh, that's true. Maybe. Yeah. Very good point. Didn't even consider that. A guy has no fucking idea. I know, but yeah. I'm like thinking now in this world, like if he's a dick, he'd be like, $40? That's expensive. I mean, he might have still done that and she could have just been like, yeah, but like I'm not producing. I don't know. So the baby needs to eat. Yeah. Fed is best. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that actually plays perfectly into what happened because... They went to the store to go buy the formula, and then they get into a huge argument. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming he was like, formula, shit, that's expensive. And Mm -hmm. it's locked up? What is this bullshit? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Girl, go to Costco. That shit's cheap. Er. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, I'm pretty sure they only recently started locking up formula. Probably. And that could just be because it's my ghetto-ass neighborhood. Like, who the fuck (laughs) steals formula? Jesus. Right. And if they're stealing it, let them have it. My God, their baby's... Fucking hungry. Okay. Anyway, totally off topic. <laughs> Rant over. <laughs> All right. So they get in a big argument, and Jessica was refusing to get into the truck to go home with Matt. Ooh. But somehow he convinces her to get in the car. I think, okay, I this is all off of memory, but I'm pretty sure the article said that, like, Matt called one of his cop friends and was like, Jessica won't get in the car. And his cop friend was like, okay, well, she's a grown-ass woman. It, like, just leave. Like, if she's not going to get in the car with you, you can't force her. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And he did not like that answer. He somehow convinces her to get back into the car and they get home. And the neighbor who's sitting out on the front porch hears them arguing as they're going into the house. Mm-hmm. And then an hour later, this neighbor had like gone inside and laid down to go to bed. An hour later, that neighbor hears a fucking gunshot <gasps> go off. Okay. So the neighbor jumps up and goes to the porch to see what the fuck is going on. And they hear another gunshot. Uh. And then they see Matt briskly walking to his truck. Well, fuck. Yep. Okay, so Matt then goes to a nearby Waffle House and he has dinner with a fellow police officer. Oh, uh, okay. First of all, mm-hmm. Waffle House isn't that great. Yeah. Yeah. Second, you just fucking, I'm assuming, killed a person. And you're going to go mm-hmm. eat some Allegedly. fucking waffles? Allegedly. By the way, that was all at like 11 o'clock that the gunshots went off, I think. Yeah, well, we'd have no idea because Waffle House is open 24-7. So. <laughs> yeah, it's true. There's no way to gauge it. Also, okay, I think that's so. the only time you go to Waffle House is like at midnight. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and then the article said I think he was like at Waffle House at, at midnight. And I was like, uh, what the fuck is this dude going to dinner with a colleague at midnight for? Yeah, but, that colleague I mean, should have been like, um, you really need to talk right now? <laughs> but, I mean, if he was a cop, maybe he was on his lunch break or some shit. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so Matt goes, eats some fucking chicken and waffles, and then he is on his way home around 1 o'clock in the morning, and he says what he says mm-hmm. <laughs> is that he gets a text from Jessica, a text, quote-unquote, I mean, it's a text, but, you know, from Jessica, quote, unquote. This whole thing, I think he's lying. Okay. <laughs> so, quote, That's unquote, all of here. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says that he gets a text from Jessica that basically states that she is suicidal and that she can't go on any longer and that he needs to take care of the kids. Okay. The article has the full fucking suicide note. And it's rough to read. There's a lot of blank spaces and multiple texts. It's weird. Okay. She texted him her suicide note? Yes. That's what he says. Uh-huh. Because he couldn't fake her handwriting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. 
Okay, so he then responds to another person. Like, he opens and reads the message, and then he responds to another person that he had been texting, like, previously, which was totally irrelevant, other than the fact that he, like, read the text and didn't immediately react, but instead decided to, like, finish the previous conversation with a friend. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, he read that, wasn't like, oh, my God, don't kill yourself. He was like, let me just finish this conversation with Bob. Ha, yeah, he's ha, like, ha. that's not urgent. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so he does that. And then he calls dispatch and says, hey, someone go check on my wife. She says that she's suicidal and I'm trying to get home before something bad happens. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all fucking units on deck. Matt over here has got a situation at home. Let's go fucking fix this shit. Yeah. So then Matt gets home before like all the police get there. He says he pulls into the driveway and when he gets there, he hears two gunshots go off. He runs inside, and he couldn't find the kids, and he immediately came back outside thinking, like, you know, oh, somebody's in the house still. Like, whoever was popping off shots is running around out here, so he's, like, looking for them. Yeah. And when he gets back outside, there's 11 police officers that have arrived all at once. Poof! 11 of them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And they were like, what is the emergency? And so uh, when they arrive, the police go inside, and they find the older kid is sleeping in his bed. Where he would normally be. Mm-hmm, but Matt couldn't find him. Yeah, yeah. And the baby was crying in his crib. Mm-hmm, but Matt couldn't find him either. Exactly. Uh, the article did mention something. I think it was like that the baby was normally in the room that like Jessica slept in, but it, he wasn't there. But like you would then go check the crib, right? Or hear the baby crying. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, he's maybe lying. he like never ever takes care of the kids, so he has no idea where they stay in his house. He's like, what is their name? (laughs) Fuck, Mark? uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesse? So then the police go into Jessica's room, and they are looking for Jessica, and they go into her bedroom closet, Mm -hmm. and they find her lying on her side with her head on a bloody pillow, Mm -hmm. and she had a gunshot wound to the head. Mm -hmm. And Matt's service gun was laying, like, under her belly. Under her belly? Yeah. Like, I don't know if that means that she would have fallen on it after, or, like, it fell on the ground, then she fell on top of it, or if it was, like, you know, she's laying on her side, so maybe it was, like, from her hand and, like, landed on the side. I don't know. Yeah, but if you shoot yourself in the head, you generally don't have time to put your hand back down to your side for it to then fall by your stomach. Yeah, I think maybe it was, like, how she fell. I don't know. Yeah, okay, okay. But I think you're making some solid points, and I'm (laughs) about to give you some more evidence. All right. (laughs) So police immediately go to her grandparents' house, like, that night, right then and there. And they're like, hey, Jessica just committed suicide by shooting herself in the head. Mm -hmm. And her grandma was like, no, the fuck she didn't. Yeah, exactly. Her grandma was like, Jessica would never do that. First of all, she wasn't suicidal. She never, like, ever discussed ending her life or anything. Mm -hmm. And plus, she hated guns. Like, she would, I guess, like, other family members and stuff, they would get guns and go to the shooting range. And Jessica was not fucking about it. Yeah. So her grandma was like, something else happened. That's not what happened. Yeah, that's not what she would choose, even if she was at that point in her life. 
Exactly. And so Jessica's sister hears that Jessica just committed suicide. And so she immediately goes to Jessica's home. And when she pulls up, Matt's grandpa, the sheriff, is outside. Mm -hmm. But I guess it was weird that he was there because his department didn't respond to calls in this area. Like it was like fucking Matt's police department jurisdiction and... Not grandpas. Yeah. I didn't write down all the counties. (laughs) But if my family member, if I was a cop or sheriff or whatever of any kind, way, shape, or form, or if I was Mm -hmm. just fucking off that day and my family member was like, hey, I just committed suicide, I'd be there. Like, I'd go to their house. I don't find it weird that he showed up there. No, but I think he was, like, outside trying to run the show. Well, that could be just a grandpa thing. Yeah. I always make excuses for the worst people. (laughs) You do. You do. It is your kryptonite. I know. I'm like, let me play devil's advocate here. But then I'm like, I don't sound like I'm playing devil's advocate. I just sound like I'm fucking backing this awful person. So I mean, but you're making a good point. I mean, his grandson's wife just committed suicide. So he's like, let me make sure nothing fucking shady happens. Yeah. And you're a guy who's in a sheriff. So you're in a position where you deal with this kind of stuff. And you're like, I'm not gonna let someone else botch this shit. I'm gonna be about it. Right. I'm gonna botch it. (laughs) Apparently. Okay. So so Jessica's sister sees Wendell, the grandpa outside. And she's like, "Uh, take me to Jessica's body. Like, what the fuck is going on here? And the grandpa says, well, I can't because she's being life flighted to Atlanta. (gasps) And her sister was like, hold up. You just sent the cops to come tell us that she was dead. And now you're saying she's still alive? Like, what? And I guess Wendell was the one who was responsible for sending the police to Jessica's grandma's house. Yeah. To say, like, hey, she's dead go tell them hmm so her sister was like what the actual fuck yeah especially your family you'd want to be like yeah there's hope or like if you were you know everything you were just saying yeah all there's hope or everything you were just saying like oh he's a grandpa and he's coming to protect his family Mm -hmm. that makes her family so he'd be like let me tell the family like let me go see them Mm. and tell you know yeah that's true too unless he was like i really got to handle this fucking scene yeah, got to get a handle on this shit. Mm-hmm. Don't want anyone to botch it. There's a baby crying at a crib, and none of us men here know how to deal with it. <laughs> what should we do? What's its name again? <laughs> uh, we do not give guys enough credit. I know. I'm sorry. It's all jokes. It's funny. <laughs> okay, so Jessica's sister, like, walks up to the police on the scene, and she's basically, like, Matt did this. Like, she starts accusing Matt, like, talking to the police officers. Mm. You need to talk to Matt. You need to interview him. This wasn't my sister. Whatever the fuck happened here, I know he was a bad apple. You need to investigate him. Like, what the fuck is going on here? I know it wasn't suicide. Don't treat this as a suicide. And the cops were like, ma'am, you're going to need to calm down. Well, listen, you're talking to all of his colleagues slash family slash friends. Like, how unfucking fortunate. Yeah, you would have to, like, go above everybody and be like, can I talk to the fucking police chief guy or someone like i need the da yeah i got a fucking <laughs> bone to pick <laughs> i'm pissed <laughs> yeah so they're like you need to calm down or we're gonna escort you off the property yeah like right can you just not yeah you need to but, calm down yeah t swift <laughs> 2019 before she got real weird it <laughs> <laughs> got real real weird okay so even though they were like okay like fucking cool your jets 
it still sparked an investigation to look at Matt. Like, you can't ignore that, right? Oh, good. Okay, okay, okay. I thought they were gonna. The police ignore a lot of things sometimes. They do. And they still end up ignoring a lot of stuff. But they're like, okay, we'll talk to him. Like, chill your fucking jets, right? Yeah. Of course, those police officers were all the guys that he worked with, like they said. Mm-hmm. Um, they collected his clothing as evidence, and they interviewed the neighbors who had heard the gunshots at 11 p.m. and not at, like, 1 a.m., like Matt had reported. Yeah. I guess the whole time, Matt was, like, very cooperative, and he was, like, eager. Like, yeah, take my clothes. Ooh, you could even take fucking gunshot re- residue off my hands. I didn't even try to wash them or anything. Like, here... I'm ready, but they didn't do the gunshot residue thing. All they did was take his clothes. You went to the Waffle House and you didn't wash your hands? (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Like, everything is sticky. Everything (laughs) is sticky. The seats are sticky. Like, you, okay, you shot your wife, allegedly, before you went to the Waffle House and you didn't wash your hands? Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He for sure washed his hands. Mm -hmm. It's like waterproof mascara. You know? Yeah. You say it's waterproof, and then it's not. Like, the moment you read waterproof, you're like, I don't trust that shit. No. It's not waterproof. Well, don't go anywhere near water. Yeah. <laughs> it fucking won't work. All it means is that so it's going to be. like, I didn't wash my hands. And we're all like, you fucking wash your this hands. This motherfucker washed his hands. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So uh, he's like, fucking take the gunshot residue. And they're like, nah, it's cool. We'll just take your clothes. Yeah, I trust you, Matt. Yeah, you seem like a nice guy that I've worked with for a long time who can't mm-hmm. take a joke. And are very serious and also have a lot of domestic issues with your wife, but that's okay. Yeah, that you seem to call me about regularly. Even though you could fucking solve it yourself, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay, so the trauma surgeon who is treating Jessica, right? She gets life flighted to the hospital and they're like, let's save her life. Mm-hmm. And so they're treating Jessica he got information, you know, like this woman comes in on a stretcher and it was Jessica and she was reported to be a 19 year old woman who had attempted suicide by shooting the right side of her head. Mm-hmm. And he was like, OK, the injuries that are on this report are not consistent with the injuries I am seeing on this person. Yeah, on this person. So he said that there was a gunshot wound to the top of her head. Oh, that's not where a person generally tries to kill themselves? That's exactly what he said. He's like, that's not consistent with a suicide attempt. <gasps> also, the top of her head? Yeah, man. That just and makes so- me think of like the situation in which he may have allegedly shot her. Was she like exactly. on her Didn't knees? Didn't have a fucking clue. Oh, I was thinking more like an execution, like she's on her knees or something, and she's like, please don't, I'm fucking not ready to die, I don't like guns, and then he shoots her, like, down. Oh my god, yeah, that's probably what happened. Okay. (laughs) As we speculate. (laughs) (laughs) So the surgeon says that she had no gun, like, I don't want to say gunpowder residue, because they didn't do, like, a gunpowder residue test, but she didn't have, like, any injuries to her hand. Mm-hmm. Or anything to, like, indicate that she shot a gun off or something. I don't know if fucking she's going to burst into flames and have burn marks on the side of her hands. It's like a musket she was firing, but she did not have those injuries. Yeah. Like, unless the gun explodes, you generally don't get injured from it. Yeah, I don't. I'm not quite sure. But, like, there was no evidence of that. No evidence that she fired the gun. Mm-hmm. And then also it was, like, a really weird angle, right, that somebody would have to, like, prove like yeah. that she did that. If I ever kill myself, I'm going to kill myself like that. I was thinking of that. I was like, uh, you could really fuck someone up. Worst trick. (laughs) 
It's just like that uh, hot air balloon theory. Yeah, one, yeah. Right? The weather balloon theory one that I did. Yeah. Okay. So, Jessica was placed in a medically induced coma, and surgeons worked to save her life. Matt and the kids moved in with Matt's new lady friend that he had had the affair with. Oh, right yeah. away? Like, Take while your kids. wife is in surgery? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, Looking right a little away. fucking shady here. But they were getting a divorce. But yeah, I don't know if he yeah, knew that. True. Yeah. Okay, but still, like, maybe you should talk about if I can bring these kids to my, like, lady thing on the side to live there, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe move in with Wendell first, like, yeah. for a hot minute before Be going and fucking. man. Yeah, nope, yeah. It was, like, deuces, and then uh, Jessica was in the medically induced coma for three weeks, and he only visited her once. Ew. And when he did visit, he had his grandpa with him because he was like, I don't want anybody, like, speculating and saying I did some shit or anything. Like, I need a witness that I am visiting my wife. I don't fucking know. It's stupid. Maybe in case she were to die, then people couldn't be like, oh, he did something to her in the hospital. Yeah, like he was protecting himself, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you don't fucking shoot people, you don't have to protect yourself. But, yeah, most people don't think like that. I would no, think, like, not if my all. husband tried to commit suicide and he was in a medically induced coma, I would just be there, like, all the fucking yeah. time. And I yeah. wouldn't really think about what people thought about it. I guess he was being, like, investigated for it. But also, like, I guess maybe because we read this shit all the time, if I was investigated for my husband's, like, suicide attempt or whatever, I'd be like, of course, yes. I, like, I'll answer any questions. I didn't do it. And then I wouldn't think like that anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would be like, clear me. Okay, I'm going to yeah. go to the hospital now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't need an escort. It's cool. I was cleared. (laughs) Yeah. So during all of this fucking fiasco, Matt was put on leave and he was brought in to be like investigate, like whatever, questioned here and there. Mm -hmm. And every time they'd bring him in, the guys, all his fucking co-workers, they would always reassure him that he would be back to work as soon as possible and that the chief was like eager to get him back on patrol or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Clearly, they didn't feel that he had committed the crime or anything. And then, to top it all off, Matt's grandpa was pushing for him to get his phone back, which had been seized by the investigation, you know? Yeah. Like, he was telling, his, like, the other police officers, like, give him his shit back. Like, it's not really needed. Like, come on, let him go back to work. Let him go back to life. It's nothing to see here. Keep going, basically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And his grandpa's the fucking sheriff, so they're like, yeah, right away. Mm. Here's the kicker. Mm-hmm. Jessica was in that coma for three weeks, and then she slowly started to come out of it. So she fucking survives. She survives this whole story. She survives. What? 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 This never happens, right? No, that's awesome. Oh my god! I hope she's like lives. Is she able to talk? Okay, tell me a story. Tell me a story. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, When she first came out of the coma, she had no fucking clue what had happened to her. Like she thought she was in a car accident or something. Mm And, um, you know, people had to tell her that, like, you tried to commit suicide and all the shit, right? And she was like, no, the fuck I didn't. Yeah, let, get the fuck out of here. So the investigators come to interview her, and they're like, hey, tell me what you remember from that night that all that shit went down. And all that she could remember, like, the last thing she could remember was going to the store with Matt. Mm-hmm. So they asked if she had ever used Matt's gun, and she said no, that she didn't even know how to use it. Like, she didn't even know how to get it out of the holster because it had a safety latch. Mm-hmm. And they asked if she had ever had thoughts of self-harm, and she said no. By the way, I think I gave away a little too early. Like, they didn't say, by the way, you tried to commit suicide. They were like, hey, you had an accident. 
not like a car accident, talk to these investigators. So they're asking her, like, oh, okay, did you have thoughts of committing suicide? Have you ever used his gun? And she was like, no, I don't even know how to get it out of the holster. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I don't have suicidal thoughts. And Ooh, so, girl. Mm-hmm. Don't double so, charge me for this. Not today, no, 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 never, please, and thank you. <laughs> Okay, so the staff at the hospital, they had her on suicide watch, obviously, but quickly took her off of it when they realized, like, when she was coming to, they realized that she was not a threat to herself. Like, she was calm, everything was fine, whatever. Yeah. She was released after a month, and she didn't have insurance. I know. Here's the fucking saddest part, though. She didn't have insurance for rehab, so she had to go live with her grandparents, like man come on she was just in a coma forever she needs rehab but did she get her kids back all right so okay oh it's gonna break my heart as soon as she got out matt put a restraining order on her so that she wasn't allowed to come near him or the kids what a piece of shit there was like past violence right he was like oh no if she's gonna like shoot herself what is she gonna do to us Mm -hmm. okay so there was a custody hearing And in that hearing, Matt basically argued that point exactly. He said she should never be around the kids because if she was unstable enough to shoot herself, there's no telling what she's going to do to the kids. Jessica's lawyer argued back that all of the medical documentation suggested that it wasn't suicide and that Matt was actually the dangerous one here because he had attempted to murder her and he's not even being, like, charged for it. Exactly. Yeah. Also... He had been put back on duty and given his gun back. So on top of all of that, he's even more dangerous because he has a weapon. He's known to have it. Like, it is common knowledge he has a weapon. Yeah. All right. The ruling of the custody hearing ended up being Matt with full custody, (gasps) but Jessica could see the kids four hours on Sundays. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Up. Oh, my God. Oh, that breaks my heart. The worst. So during those four-hour visits, Jessica had to pay $100 so an armed officer could be present in case she did anything crazy. And at first, it was suggested that it would be Matt's grandpa, but instead, they opted to, like, pay for an officer, like an outside, like, non-biased officer. And it was, like, for protection. She had to pay $100 to see her kids for four hours on a Sunday Oh, my God. And this motherfucker tried to kill her. Oh, this is so sad. That's so frustrating. Oh, my God. It's so aggravating. So the investigation was eventually closed with the ruling that Jessica had attempted suicide, even though no gunshot residue was taken on the hands of Jessica or Matt. So, like, there was no evidence to show who shot the gun or anything. Mm -hmm. They were just like, yep, Jessica committed suicide. Case closed. Top of her head. At a different time than fucking Matt said. Exactly. So, did the neighbor like, call the cops, like call 911 when she heard gunshots? I'm not 100% sure, but it did say that the neighbor was like, I heard the gunshots at 11, and the police just kind of brushed it off as like an inconsistent part of the story. Like they didn't question any further, and the neighbor wanted to talk to them more, but they got brushed off. Mm. So, they weren't really investigating shit. They mm-hmm. were like, Yep, 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 gotcha. We're going to take his statement, and that is what happened here. Mm hmm. Okay, so they did find, those police doing the investigating, they did find that there was her DNA on the gun, but first of all, she was shot with it, and then also she was laying on it. So 
Yeah. Of course, her DNA is going to be on it. But also, of course, his would too because he used it. It's his fucking gun. Yeah. 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 So, but I mean, you can't just use the argument that like, uh, well, her DNA was on the gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And she was shot with it. Yeah. I'm sure there was some blowback or something. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Okay. So, here's some bullshit on the police officers or the operation that was being run in this town. Mm Mm-hmm. Female officers who worked with Wendell, which, like I said, is Matt's grandpa, and the sheriff, sheriff. said that mm-hmm. he had a reputation for being resistant to change and for not handling serious issues appropriately, which I know we're not shocked. <laughs> yeah. Like, for example, female officers were complaining about this other male officer who Wendell had recently promoted, and Wendell just kind of swept everything under the rug. He didn't do anything about any of the complaints. Mm-hmm. This is the shit they were cl- they were claiming. They said that this guy put another female officer in a headlock and put a taser to her temple. What? And I don't think he, like, pulled the taser. I think, like, some other employee walked in and, like, stopped the shit from happening. Yeah. But basically was, like, threatening this. Th- fucking their, this taser her head? Fucking, yeah. Like, in the temple? Jesus. Ugh. Uh, he slapped one of the secretaries, and then he said to Wendell that he would teach him how to take care of these secretaries, like how to treat them, you know? Like, what the fuck? Ew! What a piece of shit! I know. Those are only just a couple of the examples, but basically this one officer was a real dick, and Wendell never did anything about it, never took any of the women's complaints seriously or anything, and just kind of brushed everything under the rug. Mm-hmm. Um and when the women would complain about it, Wendell would tell them to, quote, shut your cock garage. <gasps> That's oh. fucked up. Oh. oh, no. He is lucky to still be standing. Oh, my God. Those aren't jokes. Like, yeah, that's just yeah. an old man who's a fucking asshole. Yeah, right? Like a little dick. Okay. Which, if you ever told me to shut my cock garage, I'd probably laugh. I would die laughing. But, but if I was like, this dude is touching me where I pee and I'd like him to not touch me anymore, and you were like, shut your cock garage, I'd be like, I'm going to fucking murder you. If I said anything to my boss about any kind of complaint or like, hey, I have a serious thing to talk to you about, and he said, shut your cock garage, I would I would probably die laughing and also quit <laughs> or kill him. Like, I don't know. Yeah, right? But I think I'd be so shocked. I'd be like, are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> First of all, this is not a garage. <laughs> One car, <Okay>. all right? <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So Matt eventually broke up with the lady that he was having the affair with, and he got another girlfriend. All right. Let me just jump back into Matt's life. Yeah. Um, in December of 2016, Jessica filed a complaint that – Matt hadn't returned any of her belongings to her after the coma. So at this point, she's like, I'm going to get him for any legal bullshit. Like, he's getting away with fucking way too much. Like, he never gave me my shit back. I'm going to file a complaint. Yeah. Matt comes back with a sworn statement saying that he no longer had any of her belongings. Like, I don't have anything. There's nothing I can give you. That's my word. That's my honor. Right? Mm -hmm. So there's nothing you can do there. Well, Matt gets this new girlfriend who he doesn't keep for long because he's super fucking abusive, right? Yeah. And this girlfriend finds a duffel bag in Matt's closet. <sighs> and in the duffel bag are all of Jessica's clothing and a retainer with Jessica's name fucking printed on it. Okay. So, motherfucker lied. She's like, and hey, so- all these belongings of Jessica's? 
that you keep you, saying you don't have. You have them. I see yeah. them. And so she knew that he, like, signed this sworn statement or whatever. And she started to get, like, really suspicious of him. Because, one, he's a total dick. And then, two, whenever she would ask questions about that night, like, she knew about Jessica's attempted suicide, whatever. Yeah. And so whenever she questioned Matt about that night, his answers were always different or weird or he, like, played up the story differently and then like if anything was going on with Jessica he would always make like fucking very insensitive remarks like she should have finished the job or something like that oh my right? god yeah yeah so not consistent with like a grieving man or anything like that mm-hmm. so this girlfriend is like putting all the pieces together and she steals the bag and turns it into police into the police wow okay uh, there's also there's like a whole story with this too of like there's a truck driver who's like borderline obsessed with the case and he has all this information and he finds out because he's friends with the like new girlfriend that like you know the duffel bag's there so he pays the new girlfriend money to get the duffel bag and he turns it into police. Jesus, okay. I mean, so I'm telling heist. you, this shit is deep. <laughs> yeah, this story is fucking crazy. You need to go read the article to get all the super fucking intricate details. This story could go on forever if I went into all of them. But yeah. essentially, she steals the bag. It gets turned into the police. Okay. And the police are like, God damn it, Matt. You can't lie. You yeah. swore. You signed this affidavit saying that you didn't have any of her shit and you fucking lied. Yeah. And so Matt was like, all right, listen. I'll just retire from the police force. <laughs> like, I'll get out of your hair. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good. Good for him because he's a piece of shit. But also, uh-huh. did they then open the case again? Well, he was charged with two felonies, one for making false statements Mm -hmm. and two for violating his oath of police, which are felonies. Yeah. Good. And Jessica thinks it's oddly funny that her missing retainer is what led to his arrest and not her actually being shot in the fucking head. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you stole my retainer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what the fuck? You got caught with a retainer and, like, I don't know, you, like, literally shot me in the head man (laughs) well and also all you had to do to not get arrested for having her retainer is just give her retainer back yeah that's all you had to do uh so nine months after being charged with those two counts of felonies uh in april of 2018 jessica calls the da's office because she's like why hasn't matt's case been presented to the grand jury like it's been eight months now and nothing has happened yeah like this girl is on his shit like what is going on and the da says well the reason that we haven't presented the case yet is that the da has to prove that matt had broke the police oath and they had to prove that by presenting the like statement that said that he was sworn in on this day or whatever you know like they document the shit when you're sworn in as a police officer but for whatever reason the DA was having a hard time getting the paperwork. Like he would call the police station and suddenly they didn't have the information. The documentation was lost. They couldn't find it. So there was no information to prove that Matt was legally sworn in as a police officer. Okay. But he was acting as one the whole fucking time. Right? Let's get him for that. So, but they're saying like he was sworn in. We just lost the paperwork, but we have to be able to prove it in court. So we need that paperwork. Okay. So, this badass bitch, Jessica, she's like, okay, hold the fuck on. And she calls the courts where there's all this shit on file, and she gets a copy within three hours. Nice. And, and so she's like, here you go. Continue. <laughs> now what were you saying? <laughs> yeah, let's get this going. So his case gets presented to the grand jury in July of 2018, and the grand jury chose 
not to indict him for either charge. What the fuck? They why? didn't give a reason why. Yeah. There was no reason why. They don't have to. They were just like, you're not guilty. You know, publicly, we have no fucking clue. I guess in the courtroom, they probably explained some shit. But Wow. So he doesn't get charged. He walks scot-free from those also. Oh, my God. And four months later, he was hired as a reserve officer. Ugh. Holy shit, this guy got away with attempted murder. Yeah. And lying. Mm. And stealing a retainer. Being a dick. Yeah. So the children who are still living with Matt, they start to complain of abuse by their father. <gasps> and I mean, like, obviously the children were like in therapy sessions and shit. And it was like 25 sessions where the children were saying, like, I'm afraid of dad. He hurts me. And like, Jessica doesn't have any influence on them. They are just honestly admitting, like, I'm afraid of my dad. And so yeah. Jessica gets awarded custody. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> and she ends up finding a new man in her life, her husband Jacob. Aww. And they have another child together. Well, they have a child together. So now she has three babies. And they're all living together Happy as can be. Aww. Aside from the fact we're fucking Matt's just walking around with a loaded gun right now. But. Yeah. Uh, she says that like some of the memories from the night that all the shit went down like are slowly coming back to her. Mm-hmm. But she can't quite remember everything obviously. But she says the last thing she remembers of that night is she went into the closet. Into her closet to put on some shoes because she had to go walk the dog. Mm-hmm. And in the body cam footage of the officers that had arrived that night, you can see Jessica was wearing, like, slippers in the closet. Like, she had put shoes on. And the dog was running around with his leash on still. Oh. So, evidence that she wasn't just, like, committing suicide because why'd the dog have the leash on? Yeah. She was, And she mm-hmm. was in her closet. Like, if you're going to kill yourself, why are you doing it in your closet? Yeah, with your slippers on. That's weird. Okay, so here's my favorite. Like, the articles describe her as, like, very calm and, like, you know, pretty just, like, straightforward. Like, when they were interviewing her with her new husband and everything, they were talking about how she still kind of, like, asked for permission for stuff. And she was, like, learning how to get out of that kind of playing oh, that role, yeah, right, of the yeah. obedient one. Oh, my God. But this makes me, like, think that she is, like, so full of spunk and sass because she was, like, that suicide text message that I supposedly sent, I know I didn't send it because it was way too full of grammatical errors and, like, (laughs) using words that I would never use. Like, I would have never left that run-on sentence there. I would have never said, I'm having thoughts of suicide. I would have said, I'm having suicidal thoughts. Like, she was like, this shit is not a suicide note i would write (laughs) she's like "Mm, he dumb so Mm -hmm. so anyway long story short she didn't do it no she did not and matt definitely did and he's walking around as an officer whatever living his dream oh my god but at least she has her babies and she's got a new life yeah and at least the babies are out of the situation with the dad because exactly he sounds like a dick exactly so that article from uh, the New Yorker magazine has a bunch of other information about, like, that one officer who was, like, being a real dick to all the female officers Mm -hmm. about how he eventually gets in trouble and, like, Wendell's name as sheriff, he kind of gets, like, you know, tarnished from all the botched shit. What in tarnations? (laughs) What in tarnation? And then uh, when they get a new sheriff in town, 
the sheriff walks in the office and like Wendell had hired all these people to come in and basically burn the place down like every kind of like information file whatever it was like all shredded and what super fucking shady shit but evidently it pays to know law enforcement in Georgia uh, I think that's fair almost everywhere true 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 at homes <laughs> yeah I've heard it's like a one big family and you know they all stick up for each other so no fucking joke man yeah so thanks Brandy that was a wild ride yeah that certainly fucking was I'm so glad she lived I know isn't that crazy and you know when I was doing the research the article had a couple of pictures of their wedding day I definitely recognize this couple like you've probably seen it in the headlines when it happened but I didn't know all the story or anything like that yeah well it didn't ring any bells for me so god damn fucking crushed it had to eat a whole bowl of popcorn for that (laughs) all right lady sing us out all right, so if you want to check out pictures pertaining to our cases, please go to isgdpodcast.com. We also have links to our merch and Patreon. Go to Patreon. It costs as little as a dollar, and you get extra episodes each month. By that, I mean one extra episode each month. But you get <laughs> access to all of our back episodes, which is like at 14 or some shit like that right now. So for a dollar, you can go binge 14 episodes. Yeah. So come join us. Check it the out. The water's fine. <laughs> uh, also, if you want to email us case suggestions or just to say, what's up, homies? You can email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Please follow us on social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at isgdpodcast. Boom. Come join our Facebook group, the goddamn pod group. Crushed it. <laughs> it's lots of fun. We are pretty active on social media, although I do have to apologize formally because my life has been shit lately that I have seriously lacked in it. I will catch up someday. Please know we love you. Truth. Okay, Aaron, sing us out on the address for the P.O. Box because I will never know that shit. (laughs) So you could also snail mail us at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. And subscribe, rate, and review and stuff or do things like that. Yeah, tell people that you like us and that they should like us too, please. And thank you. Yeah, 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 do those things. Uh-huh. Is that all? I think that's it, girl. All right, shut your cock garage. <laughs> Don't you talk to me <laughs> like that, motherfucker. Coleslaw? <laughs> hey, Coleslaw. <laughs> Tone it down a notch, bitch. Yeah. All right, miss you. Miss you more, Bye. Bye. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from Sublime True Crime. I'm Dan. I'm Elaine. And we host the Sublime True Crime podcast. With a new episode every Sunday, we're possibly the only podcast where one of the co-hosts can't pronounce the name of their own show. Oh, but you do try. Yes, I wonder who that could be. We concentrate on UK crimes of all kinds. Murder, rape, serial killers. We've even covered the world's largest mugging recently, though my favourite is still a Hatton Garden heist. Mine too. Have a good episode. We predominantly cover solved cases. The first episode is the exception so far, and my excuse is that we were finding our feet. Is that the one where you didn't realise it was unsolved until you'd written most of the episode and then didn't want to waste it? Maybe. We started recording in January 2020 and have released an episode every week, so there's a back catalogue there to binge. We'd love for you to come and listen to us.
Just search for Sublime True Crime on any good podcast provider. Click subscribe and listen to the back catalogue of existing episodes. We do hope that you will join us soon. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.